Hello and welcome to Healing from Within. I am your host, Cheryl Glick, a Reiki master teacher and medium and author of A New Life Awaits, Spirit-Guided Insights to Support Global Awakening, which shares a broad and bold view of these changing times to discover our problems are not merely economic, political, or societal but a separation from our spiritual inner sense of soul wisdom and the truth of being. I am most delighted to have with us today Dr. Brenda Bowers, author of World Changers and Difference Makers, who introduces solutions and a framework for you to maximize your potential as an individual and citizen of society. Dr. Bauer's expertise lie in the areas of psychology, substance abuse, and professional counseling with the goal of advancing a healthier society through a faith-based and holistic lens. Hello, Dr. Bowers, and thank you for joining us on Healing from Within. Oh, thank you for this great opportunity, Cheryl. I'm excited to be here to spend this time with you, and I am just so enamored as I have listened to some of your podcasts and read about you. I'm very excited and humbled and honored to be here for a few minutes with you today. Thank you. We are both interested in advancing ideas of a faith-based and holistic lens for people to begin to awaken to their true magnificent potential. So thank you very much. Mm -hmm. Brenda, as listeners of Healing from Within well know, my guests and I search our inner landscape or subconscious memories to connect the physical and energetic essence of life so we can begin again to know who we are, where life originated, and how to process the challenges of our everyday physical life experiences. Indeed, as spiritual beings having a physical life, we are complicated, magnificent beings who are capable of creating through our thoughts and actions the world as it exists today and it will in the future. In today's episode of Healing from Within, we will consider being aware as a neutral state. It isn't right or wrong, nor a negative or a positive. It's simply neutral. And it is the process of becoming heightened about your own character and coming into yourself by recognizing your motives. Motives that are not driven by anyone except you. Can you exist separate and distinct from everyone else in your life and still define who you are? It is a critical question, and Dr. Brenda Bowers will direct us to find thoughts that can help us discover, once again, because we know it, but we've just forgotten it a little bit, who we are and how to make a difference in living a life of purposeful action. Brenda, I always love to ask my guests to think back to their childhood and remember a person, place, event that may have signaled to them or others around them what their interests and lifestyle would reflect as an adult. For I believe indeed within the child's heart is the dream or destiny for their life and it unfolds as they search for the meaning of life and their place in the universe. 
So think back and tell us a story. You know, Cheryl, I am blessed to have so many stories, and I resonate with you on the getting us to remember who we already are. I concur that self-awareness is a neutral place that we can use as a launch pad to take us forward, or we can use it as a stumbling block if we're not willing to embrace the the uh, jewels and nuggets, the breadcrumbs that it provides. When I think of the story that I'm going to share right now, my father, who died of lung and throat cancer, he was a drinker and a smoker when I was 14, and on his deathbed, he asked me to never drink, he asked me to never smoke, and he asked me to not marry a man with smooth hands because men with smooth hands wanted women to take care of them. <laughs> so those were things that my dad told me on his deathbed. But he and I were very close, and he was very connected to nature. And he taught me how to fish. He taught me how to listen to the wind and how to look at the stars and understand how to never be lost. And he uh, would put me in the woods, and one time he blindfolded me and had me find my way back to him. And I remember a path of walking through one of these sets of woods when I was probably about eight years old, and I, I talk about it in my book. And I walk, I'm just walking in the woods, I'm listening to the birds, I'm I'm aware of the type of trees I'm by because I've had to study the leaves and all of these different things. And then I just, in my casual walking, I walked into what I knew immediately was a very serious leadership meeting with a herd of bucks. These mm. were deer that were sitting in a circle and there was one huge buck in the middle that was obviously giving instruction and was looking at the others who were sitting attentively, and here enters this human who was a little girl. And I, I looked, and I remembered that my father said, you can talk to any other living being. Just give them the respect and look into their eyes without any fear, and you will be able to communicate. And I had no reason to not believe that, and it has held true for me. So I looked at the leader, and I said, excuse me, I'm sorry. I don't mean to interrupt your meeting. I just am trying to get to the other side. Is it okay for me to walk through? And I asked, I asked permission. And he nodded his head and kneeled his uh, um, front knees, his two front knees, and I walked to the other side. From that day to this, I don't care where I see deer on the planet, and I have been in different countries of the world, and I've had deer run in front of my car, and I will slam on brakes. I always know there's more than one. I always roll down my window with respect and let them know you can pass, you can cross the street, 
thank you. I, I never forget what your ancestors did for me when I was young. And that was a huge defining moment yeah. in my life. Because and I realized you showed compassion. Yeah, you showed compassion. <sighs> you showed respect. You showed love. You were fearless because your father had given you the tools uh, to encounter life, not fearfully, but to assess the situation and make a judgment value and choice that would be beneficial to you and to the other being. In this case, it was a deer. Mm -hmm. And you know, people have all kinds of spirit totem animals and maybe the deer, I thought, you don't only have one, but maybe at that time the deer was yours. And and I think that's a wonderful story because if people could respond that way to each other, what a mm-hmm. beautiful world we would have. If people could well, respond. Well, we wouldn't be in the situation we're in right now. Absolutely not. If people could express uh, kindness and gratitude for every living being on the planet, uh, we would be bringing heaven to earth and the spiritual values of the universe here, and it will be would be a different place. And hopefully we will be able to do that at some point in the evolution of humanity. I certainly hmm. do hope so. Now let's go on to, you mentioned at the beginning of your book two very special friends and colleagues, mm-hmm. and also mm-hmm. the number eight as it relates to their journey. Can you tell us mm-hmm. their names and their story? Because, of course. Because um, they're, they're very, mm-hmm. they, they, those friends and the, their situation show something to our listeners uh, that's very important for them uh, to hear about. I, I appreciate that. Uh, I have been blessed to have these two incredible women in my life, and the and both of them happen to be nurses. I, I am a nurse as well. We worked, we met in our profession, and we met at different times. But we ended up all three working together. In fact, both of them ended up reporting to me, and both of them were older than me and we would often talk about that but our lives became so interwoven because of our values alignment predominantly around recognizing and accepting that we're spiritual beings having this physical experience and how to manage the dimensions because they're always happening at the same time so the first one Brenda Dockery who is just, who's just a beautiful spirit, and her whole life was dedicated to helping the marginalized. And she was a nurse practitioner who served at the VA hospital here and in the community, in the community um, helping people who had asthma and at the VA women who had breast cancer because they're actually not provided the same level of care as individuals with private insurance. So that's kind of her thing. And we were in a in a program and I was teaching this particular program. All three of us were there. And at the end of of it, Brenda told me how her side was hurting. She just didn't look good. And I just said, You're you're off center, what's going on? And she said, I think I might 
uh, go stop by urgent care on my way home. And she was a person that always put an ocean in a pint. So I knew she wasn't going to stop. And we were doing this class in a hospital. I asked her if she would go get checked out. She reluctantly agreed to, ended up having a CAT scan and found out that she had a very rare cancer and that she was going to have about eight weeks to live. And and she found this out. We were having a birthday party for her, and she found this out the week of her birthday in February. And she lived eight weeks to the day, asked me to be her medical uh, decision maker, and she had four children, a large family, very dominant family, and it was a very tough job. Uh, but eight weeks to the day, she she left this earth. The most profound thing with me and Brenda, she was walking in the bathroom with her IV, and I was helping her in there one day. And she turned and she looked at me, and she said, Brenda, did they say I'm going to die? I, and our commitment to each other was we tell each other the truth no matter what. And I said, yeah. And she said, like, dead die where you go see Jesus die? <laughs> I said, that's what they're saying. That's what they're saying, my dear. And it was such a moment of happiness, joy, contentment, and sorrow at the same time. And and she and she died eight eight weeks from diagnosis. And the friend that was left to help me through it, she and I lost our jobs when our company was sold at the same time. Mm-hmm. But she was in a position to be able to retire. And it was we that happened in July and then December of that year, her children called me after after she had hosted a. Christmas Eve party and said she didn't she didn't know who she was she had cooked I saw her that day and everything and they said after she washed dishes she was disoriented so I spent the very next day Christmas I drove she lived about 45 minutes away I drove and sat in the hospital and spent Christmas with her and had to she asked me to be her medical decision maker she also had very I mean her her children psychologists teachers, you know, these, neither family was lacking on intelligence. You, you didn't say her name. That was Christine Hutchinson. And she, was, she was also a Hutchinson. nurse. Yeah, and she was a 40-year veteran in the Catholic health care system. So you were all yeah. you were all health care workers, the three of you. We were all health care workers, and Christine and I actually did a, a pilgrimage on a river cruise and the on the Rhine, and we went to to we did a fourteen day that was supposed to be with her husband, but he had passed away, and it was supposed to be for their thirty fifth wedding anniversary, and it was mm-hmm. all paid for. And she asked me if I would go with her instead, and I did. And oh wow, I had no idea what a blessing it was going to be. So we connected with the sisters. We had very close relationships with sponsors and sponsorship. We made a lot of incredible, innovative advancements in Catholic health care. Most of all, we made a difference in the world. And with Christine, she told me, okay, I need you to make the decisions. I was there with you for Brenda, and I'm sorry, she said, but but you're the one that's going to be left here, and who would want anyone other than you? 
And I said, Chris, do not do this to me. And she said, I'm going to try. And <laughs> she lived and eight, and eight months to from diagnosis to death, eight months. And my birthday is on December 8th. So I had Brenda Dockery, who is from diagnosis to death, eight weeks. Then my other best friend, Christine Hutchinson, from diagnosis to death, eight months. And then here, I was born December 8th, and I always knew, again, from my mom and dad, who both did numerology, that eight was a number of new beginnings. And my the oldest child in our family, I'm number six of seven, and number one is a girl, and then there were four boys, and then me. Mm. So I represented new beginnings for my family, even without me ever understanding that as a child. Well, numerology, numbers, names, uh, astrology are all a way to know ourselves as souls and messages for us to understand our destiny in this time and place. And I was told that I'm a number eight and that a number eight is a wild card, which means mm-hmm. I can have many new beginnings and make many changes in the world. I was told that maybe 25 years ago when I was beginning to understand uh, that life is much more than our physical life and that there mm-hmm. is no time and space and the past, present, mm-hmm. and the future are all happening at once. So we can, our soul energy can be here in this moment, you, you and I talking, and it could also be in a moment yeah. with one of our friends, one of your friends, and it's still happening happening so it's like these are hard concepts metaphysical concepts for most people to understand but as an intuitive a medium I know we are so much more than our physical life and these stories you're telling us are showing that and your book world changes and difference makers are all about that so let's go on to I also did hospice. Mm-hmm. I also did hospice for many years. Yeah. So I was a healthcare yeah. worker like like you and your dear dear friends. Mm-hmm. So we, mm-hmm. cer- certain souls are called and come into life to do these things and to yeah. accomplish a mission yeah. to help many other people. Now let's go on to the book. Understanding the def- different aspects of intelligence is important to adapting to life and change. So the world is changing all the time. We can't avoid change, so we need to embrace it within ourselves and within what's going on around us. So tell us something about that. Oh, wow. I, I really, as I was continuing to think about the loss, what I thought losses of those two incredible people in my life. I ended up, in, right after I did my book, launched my website, you know, lost our, lost our jobs. Christine and I were going to be in consulting together. We had a three-year business plan and, and all of that. And then as she transitioned from this life, Then I ended up in 2017 with 
with the with the book I did a lot of traveling and a lot of business just getting things kind of foundationally in place to launch a business and then in 2018 I ended up helping my mom she lived in my area and she got uh, more as she she fell a few times and ended up ultimately having to live with me and unexpectedly we lost our my youngest my oldest brother in October of 2018 and that really shook my mom in a very deep and spiritual way because he was on his way to see her from Mexico and did not make it here, had an aneurysm. And in 2019, my entire 2019, starting on March 14th, I had multiple disruptions in my physical body. I ended up spending nine of 12 months of 2019 in the hospital and uh, and at least about, I don't know, 45 days or so on life support. And I had a ruptured intestine. So my body was toxic and uh, they said I wasn't going to live. And my family, my husband specifically said, no, I want you to try. And they did. And anyway, here I am. I'm still here. So I contemplate this to your point around change. When I felt like I was alone, I obviously wasn't. And when I wondered, when I was right on that, right at that place of seeing life and purpose, okay, you can make a difference, Brenda. This is a message that you have to get out there. You told Brenda and Chris that you would continue to carry the torch. And then here I end up in the hospital and on on life support. But then I, I had 10 years prior, in 2010, Cheryl, I had an experience of flatlining in my physical body. And I had a very profound uh, experience experience during that time. You had a near-death experience. Mm-hmm. I did, and and I had a conversation with Christ, and mm-hmm. it was a very profound, life-changing one where, uh, and he asked, what was the greatest gift he gave to mankind, and I said, salvation, and he said, no, and I often say the only reason I'd like to have the experience again was because I remember saying, well, of course it is. That is the greatest gift. And I thought, who argues with God? In the, in the <laughs> did, did he tell you? Did he tell you his answer? I, I he would, did. He, he said love. And he said, yes. He said, actually, it's not salvation. The greatest gift that I've given mankind is choice. And he said choice. to me, and I want you to choose because you can stay here. And I say, well done. But what I would really appreciate would be if you would go back and help to change the world. Let me tell you, Jesus yeah. never had very much in the way of physical, uh, you, you know, monetary things and success 
that way in the world. So very briefly, tell us what you want readers to take away with them after reading your book, World Changes and Difference Makers. I really want everyone to know that they are, that they are world changers and difference makers. It's not even something they have to become. I hope that what my book does is help individuals discover who they are from the inside out versus the outside in because from the outside in, there are so many biases, there are so many flaws, there are so many opportunities to uh, create chasms and schisms versus from the inside out. There is a place for us to align in saying we are the same, we are one, we feed off of the same energy. So becoming aware of that, building a relationship with themselves first, being willing to love who we are, being willing to love ourselves beyond anything. It's easy to say love your neighbor as yourself, but if you don't love yourself, then it really isn't fair to think you're doing a great job of loving your neighbor. And if you don't love you, why should anyone else? So go on the journey of really self-discovery, knowing that you're great and magnificent and you're the best person to discover you. And then you can take that now, that awareness and that relationship and be present to the world in the right now. And now we can, because we're living organisms, learn knowledge and gain experience. And that's how I believe, Cheryl, if we are willing to spiritually, because I, I use circular models versus linear, if we do that from the inside out, each of these spheres, then in transforming ourselves, we don't have to worry about the world because it's going to be a product of us transforming ourselves. As we continue to transform ourselves, I just want readers and believers of this truth to just know that we really do have what we need in order to make the world magnificent. And the way we're going to do that is making ourselves magnificent and giving ourselves permission to be the magnificent beings that we are. Give yes, ourselves that's, that's permission correct. to do it. That's correct. Absolutely, 100% correct. And I want to thank you, Dr. Brenda Bowers, author of World Changes and Difference Makers, for being an awakened soul, heart-based human being who seeks to live life in an expansive and honest manner, sharing love and being part of the community offering peace, harmony, and balance in a world that is besieged by so much anger and hatred at the present time, and also for having a wonderful relationship uh, with those friends of yours that you were true to all the days of your life with them. To purchase this book and begin your own awareness of how to live and make a difference, go to a word for you, that's the letter U, dot com. In summarizing today's episode of Healing from Within, 
Dr. Brenda Bowers has shown us her road from the beginning of life where she respected and honored all living things, the animals, her family, her friends, and how she was able uh, to find a spiritual way to connect to her inner essence, soul essence, and to the universe, and how Jesus visited her during a near-death experience, as he does for many, many people, because he knows those people who are doing his work with him. And Dr. Brenda Bowers and I agree that instead of judging experiences as good or bad, just begin to see them as the building blocks of our spiritual soul life journey. And just as Dr. Bowers writes, life itself is a culmination of seconds of experiences. But we often let these experiences and these irrecoverable seconds pass by without giving credence or weight to their impact on the outcome of our day, a specific situation, or sadly in some cases on our entire life. Experiencing life should be palpable and visceral. It shouldn't be something that feels inanimate or something that has no value. And it definitely should not be something that we're hoping will pass by fleetingly as quickly as possible. Mm. But rather we should embrace these contacts, observations, how we interact with facts, events, how we meet other people, come in contact with other people, come up against other situations and how we face circumstances. These are all experiences. Brenda and I would have you begin to consider transparency, openness, honest communication, and accountability as a means to improve relationship, families, work situations, and our world as we engage and interact with people with the intent, this is very important, to understand, learn, and collaborate, participate, helping others become a more pervasive and natural process, enhancing us all. I am Cheryl Glick, host of Healing from Within, author of my newest book in the trilogy, A New Life Awaits, Spirit-Guided Insights to Support Global Awakening. And I invite you to visit my website, CherylGlick.com, to read about and listen to authors worldwide express their hopes and plans to advance human nature and create a world that brims with love, service, and ways to help others face and conquer all the challenges of the physical realm. Shows may also be heard on webtalkradio.net and dreamvision7radio.com. Thank you.